0: Big Ten fans, welcome back to another edition of the Big Ten Morning Minutes. I'm your host, Michael Chen. Give me a follow on Twitter at MFC2123. It is Tuesday, October 29th, 2019, and yesterday, always, Mondays, Big Ten Players of the Week. The conference awards the best players of the week, and this week, the conference got it right. It was easy. Like I said, yesterday, You could see when you looked across the landscape of the conference, the Buckeyes absolutely dominated the Badgers. And it wasn't just on one side of the ball. It was on both sides of the ball. J.K. Dobbins was elected as the Offensive Player of the Week, obviously. He was the best running back in that game. Ran for 163 yards and a touchdown. Caught a couple passes as well for 58 yards. Three passes, 221 total yards. Congratulations, J.K. Dobbins. No surprise on the defensive side as well. Chase Young was an absolute monster. The chatter about the young man winning the Heisman as the best player in college football has begun, and he has an outside chance of hitting the sack record and the question really is what is the sack record because there's a lot of disparity going on out there is it Elvis Dumerville who had 20 sacks or was it Terrell Suggs who had 24 or the unofficial record of Derek Thomas getting 27. I'm going to go with Terrell Suggs getting the 24. Uh, he set that in 2000, I believe. So yeah, Chase Young has got a, a ways to go here to get that record, but impressive. I mean, uh, what, what he's done so far this year, and it's not just the one game. It, it's just Absolutely impressive. He leads the nation in sacks with 13 and a half. He's the second Buckeye ever to do that as well. He forced two fumbles last week. It's actually kind of surprising that, with the season that this young man has had, that he hasn't had more than one Defensive Player of the Week in the conference. He's only had one. I haven't seen any national defensive awards that have come out yet, but. If Chase Young isn't the National Defensive Player of the Week, oof, I, I don't know what the hell some of these organizations are looking at because his performance was just phenomenal. Four sacks, five and a half tackles for loss, six tackles total, two forced fumbles. And not only that, the pressure that he creates, even when he doesn't make a play, he's always in the quarterback's face. I mean, literally, you don't have time as a quarterback to read the defense and get throws off. The young man is just impressive. Special teams player of the week goes to Blake Gilligan from Penn State. He punted for 354 total yards in Penn State's victory over Michigan State. Impressive. Uh, Almost hit a 60 yarder, a 58 yarder in the first quarter. So congratulations to Blake Gilligan. Freshman of the week was a co-award. Went to defensive end Jason Owe from Penn State he had two strip sacks in the win against Michigan State three total tackles very solid effort probably would have won a Big Ten Defensive Player of the Week period if it wasn't for the fantastic effort from Chase Young I mean two strip sacks and a couple tackles that that's a that's a game but Chase Young, just wow! Uh, still kind of in awe of what Chase Young did, and then Johnny Langan, the quarterback from Rutgers, finally got some things going. But remember the competition—it was Liberty. If Rutgers didn't beat Liberty, it might have been—I wouldn't say a low point for them ever, but ugh, starting to look bad. So congratulations to all of those Big Ten players. Speaking of the Big Ten, they are the forefront of a whole hell of a lot of things, and the continuation of this is Gene Smith, Ohio State's athletic director, and Val Ackerman, the Big East commissioner, they're going to meet with the NCAA in Atlanta this afternoon to discuss the possibilities for athletes to earn money from their likeness. I love that the Big Ten is out in the forefront of this, and it just makes so much sense. One of the biggest conferences in the country. They want to be leaders, and I love it. Absolutely, I think this is a good look for the conference. Uh, I've never talked to Gene Smith. However, I got a chance to interview Val Ackerman a couple years ago. And Ackerman, she's great. She's on the forefront of everything in the Big East. She is one of the best commissioners in all of college athletics. So I think, actually, I know that those two—it's in good hands with those two. It really, really is. And although Peyton Ramsey wasn't recognized by the conference this past week, uh, he did get recognized by the Davy O'Brien Foundation and the Manning Award. Uh, They give out the top eight performers in all of the country, and. Peyton Ramsey definitely deserved that. However, like I said, when you have such a resounding win over a top-10 team like the Buckeyes did against Wisconsin, hard not to go with J.K. Dobbins, who absolutely dominated the game. Jim Harbaugh had that odd letter that he sent to recruits that was dispelling his interest in the NFL. And he finally addressed the media yesterday about the letter Obviously, the letter was in confidence. He wasn't happy that the letter got leaked, and he said, and I quote, to our parents, keeping the lines of communication open with our parents, always had a policy on that. The letter wasn't really for public consumption. Let's put it this way. I used that term, which was enemies, or maybe the term people that chose not to tell the truth obviously harbaugh not happy about it like i said a little weird to be sending letters in this day and age when emails uh, you know all of the digital prints are being sent out to recruits but harbaugh's our dude an odd odd dude nebraska redshirt freshman miles jones has entered the transfer portal uh, jones has not recorded any stats this year however he has logged minutes in four games That doesn't really mean anything as a redshirt freshman because he's already burned that redshirt. So it's a playing time issue, obviously, for Jones. Not getting enough, thinks he can play. It's going to go somewhere else to look for it. Yesterday, Jeff Brum came out and said that Jack Plummer was his starting quarterback. He said Saturday afternoon, after the struggles, that there was an open competition with Aiden O'Connell. That wasn't true. Yeah, the Fighting Illini beat the Boilermakers in a raintron game, but that game favored the Illini and what they like to do. The Illini like to run the ball. They are a running team. They're not a passing team. Brandon Peters, yeah, he's a serviceable quarterback, but that's not the strength of the Fighting Illini. It's their run game. And when you look over to the other side, what's the strength of the Purdue team? They're an aired-out team. And when the conditions aren't conducive to throwing the ball, they're going to struggle putting up points. And that's exactly what happened. So I think Jeff Brum jumped the gun a little bit with Plummer and saying with the open competition and then kind of obviously reneging on that and saying yesterday that, There is no real competition, and Aiden O'Connell will be the backup while Plummer continues to be the starter. Northwestern added a couple commits over the weekend, and I apologize for not getting to these, but I did some research yesterday. These players are nowhere to be found. Rivals doesn't rank them. Uh, They've got player pages, but that's it. There's, There's no information on them. And then 247 Sports they're they're not even in their database. Uh I did see it on Twitter, so it's real. Uh, athlete Jack Moses and running back Jack Arthur's both local kids from Illinois. Uh but unfortunately there's not much known about these two young men. Uh, I hope at some point in time there is a little bit more information that I can bring you, but I saw the you know the pledges, they had Northwestern edits that were done by the Wildcats, so 100%, they're committed to the Wildcats and Pat Fitzgerald, but unfortunately, I wasn't able to find out much information about them, so Moses and Arthurs, part of the 20 Wildcat class, it might come out that they are preferred walk-ons, or they're going to just be regular walk-ons, I'm not sure, but They will be on Northwestern's roster come next year. A couple of game times were set for this in two weekends. Uh, Iowa and Wisconsin is going to set off at 3 o'clock. Maryland-Ohio State is going to be a noon affair along with Penn State and Minnesota is going to be a noon affair. I'm really interested to watch that Penn State-Minnesota game. That's this weekend. Uh, The Maryland-Ohio State game is in two weeks, and I believe the Iowa-Wisconsin game in two weeks as well. That that Minnesota Penn State game, I am really really looking forward to that one. I think that's going to be a, a very telling game for Minnesota. We'll find out whether they're real or not. And even if they lose, if they compete, if they compete with Penn State, I think that they they'll get a lot of national rec- recognition for that. I, I do. A, a loss, a good loss will look very good for Minnesota. And that one also two weeks away. And the Iowa-Wisconsin game two weeks away as well. Those both of them, those contests are going to be week 11. Okay, one little note for the hardwood. Michigan State is going to retire Draymond Green's number later on this year on December 3rd. That number 23 that he famously wears right now in the NBA as well. Although the Warriors don't look so good. looks like their winning window is over. They're still going to honor Draymond. Put his name in the rafters. And congratulations. That's quite an honor because Michigan State has had quite the amount of fantastic basketball players come through. And congratulations. That's, uh, that's quite an honor, Draymond. That's going to do it for me this morning on your Big Ten Morning Minutes. I appreciate the listen. Once again, give me a follow on Twitter at MFC2123. Two, two, like the show page on Facebook. It's Two Cents Pods over there. Give it a follow on Twitter at Two Cents Pods. Rate us, review us, and share us on all of your listening platforms. Have a great Tuesday, Big Ten fans.